these small, seemingly insignificant choices that we make on a day-to-day basis have such an impact not only on our life, but on so many others' lives. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Thank you for being here. I hope this finds you well and you are having a good start, or I guess it's the middle of the summer. Uh, You might be listening to this at another time, but we're towards the end of July. My son is about to turn one years old. We're heading back to my lake cabin in Wisconsin next week to celebrate and to spend time with family. He took his first step this morning, although wobbly. So it's kind of funny. It's one of those things where I really want it to happen, but also know what's in store. And he's a super fast crawler. So my house is hilarious right now. We have like nothing at his level. All of our plants are covered with blankets and have like pillows trying to block him. Because his favorite thing to do is go into every plant, grab the dirt and either eat it or throw it. It's great. It's perfect. Uh, But no, he's amazing. Things are good. I hope your summer's off to a good start. I actually recorded a podcast earlier this week all about energy, and there was a ton of weird interference on the microphone. And I'm thinking the universe was like, nah, don't, don't do this one this week. And maybe it wasn't my best work, or I don't know what the deal was. So I just decided, because I like quality audio, to re-record And this one is all about questions. And these are frequently asked questions that I either get from clients or um, when I present for Berkshire Hathaway, I present to like 40 to 80 realtors on this Zoom call. Um, They join a course called Success Path. It's a six-week program for new agents. And I'm blessed enough to be able to present on that. And I'll get questions on there as well. So I figured... If they have the question, you might too. So why not dive into the answers, at least from my perspective, to see if they can help you and support you because that is why I'm here, to inspire you, to influence you so that you feel less alone and you get down to enjoying this one and only life of ours. So um, let's just, no particular order, I'm just going to go into one of the first ones is, oh, I feel like I'm not making the impact that I want to. So this might be in reference to you being someone who wants to provide influence to others. It could be through Instagram. It could be through your networking, um, wanting something where there is an audience of some sort, and you're just feeling like you're not making the impact that you want to. You have so much you want to say, you want to share. I can totally relate to this 100%. Um, because I have no desire to be an influencer. That sounds terrible. God bless those people that share their lives and take criticism from complete strangers all the time. That's just not something I'm interested in. I have a 20-minute timer on my Instagram, for God's sakes. I'm like, I want to be present and hang out in my life. I also look a little haggard 
I, I think I'm a beautiful woman. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm not talking down on myself, but like some days I don't even look in the mirror and I'm just like, I can't imagine having to do a story. Y'all would be like, whoa, th- that does not look like her headshot. Um, but anyway, going back to the question. So this is so important if you are doing this type of work. The ripple effect that you have on the world. This actually goes bigger than this. Sorry, just one pause here. Everyone impacts everyone. So whether you're deliberately trying to be someone that influences others in one way or another, you are no matter what. When you go to the post office, when you go to the grocery store, all the touch points we have with one another create an energetic ripple. And if you're spreading positivity, generosity, and kindness, you can't see how far that goes. Now, if you are someone that has a podcast or a social media or whatever, and you truly are trying to be like a quote unquote influencer from our day and age, if you will, you may only have three likes or maybe you don't have the audience you're looking for. The analogy I love to think about is what if you shared a message and one it changed one person? You've shared a thousand messages And then you finally reach this one person and it changes their entire life. They go on to then become a speaker who speaks to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world because of what you did. Or if you're not like someone who assumes themselves as an influencer, you're just going to the grocery store and maybe someone forgot their wallet and you're like, you know what? I'm going to pay for their groceries. And that act of kindness makes them see that they're not alone. And it changes the way in which they see their, their, their story of their life. And they realize that they're more connected to one another. And they go on to do X, Y, Z. Like these small, seemingly insignificant choices that we make on a day-to-day basis have such an impact not only on our life, but on so many others' lives. Even just the energy, I've heard this many a time. I wish I would have looked this up. I say that all the time, I feel like, but there's a statistic around like areas that are known to have more meditators. There literally is a shift in energetic frequency. So even if you're not physically connecting with someone, Just you showing up as your best self and feeling good and taking care of yourself helps support the greater good energetically. And so just knowing that if you have the intention of spreading good, you're spreading good. Even the fact that you're here listening means that you're someone who takes initiative and wants to be their best self. You are out there scouring for information and you're receiving, if you are hearing this, if you're receiving this, you're so much further along than you know that this has even come across your plate. But just know if it feels maybe to you from your limited view that you don't have an impact on others, I promise you, you do. You have no idea. And even in like the social media world, I look at stuff all the time and it makes me tear up and I don't like it or comment. So if that is your shtick, just know that like the right people who are meant to see what you're putting out there will see it and it will have the impact it's meant to have. Okay. 
So uh, the second one I can resonate a ton with, I've actually done, I think, a specific episode on this, but generally the idea is it's about manifestation and it's, I'm doing it all and it's not coming. So I'm meditating, I'm visioning, I'm focusing on the right things, I'm trying to be positive, all that, right? And sometimes they call this manic manifesting and I freaking hate that term, but it's true. And I hate it because this is something that I frequently dove into when I first started doing this process because I used to be an anxious efforter. So I would like send 100 emails and knock on doors for clients as a realtor, um, a residential realtor, and do all these things that I thought I quote unquote should do. I didn't want to do them. They didn't feel good. I actually hated door knocking, but I would make myself do it because I thought that's what was required in order to be successful, right? You may have a laundry list of things that you think you quote unquote should do to be a good mom, to be a good wife, to be a good employee, partner, friend, whatever, right? But if you're doing anything out of the energy of should, it is not good for you and it's not good for the other person receiving on the other end. So what I used to do when I shifted into manifesting is I would then take my efforting that I would do with work and I'm like, okay, I'm going to manifest. So I'm not going to anxious effort with work. So I'm not going to send emails. I'm not going to go on Instagram, do whatever, right? That I felt like I should do. I'm just going to meditate a ton, listen to hundreds of podcasts, read all the books, do the coaching, go to the courses. Like, And I was essentially just shifting the way in which I was efforting from like tactical business things to spirituality. And anything that has a forceful energy behind it is not in alignment with your true self. That's the first part. So if you feel like you're having to do things still, spiritual action, if you will, you're coming from the place of this is like I'm in fear that I have to do what it takes spiritually in order to receive this thing I'm trying to manifest. And again, coming from this fearful, lack mindset energy, that is you focusing on the fact that it hasn't come. You're taking score probably a little bit too soon. I would imagine if you're anything like I was, my energy would be really good some days and then it'd be terrible some days. And I would be an up and down roller coaster because I was so focused on trying to maintain this high vibe that I wouldn't allow myself the human experience. So if I was feeling down, I get really mad at myself about being upset about something. Or if I responded negatively to something, I get really mad at myself. All is to say, this may sound confusing because I'm on here being like, be high vibe, do all this stuff. But like, Also recognize and give yourself grace for the fact that you're a human and being sad and mad is contrast and it's a great thing to have. We're meant to have emotions because that's what makes the good so good is when we experience the down, it allows us to really appreciate the good. If it was good all the time, we wouldn't even recognize it as such. So kind of going back to the original question, if you feel like you're doing it all and it's not coming what do I do? And you're going to hate this answer. (laughs) I know I did. You got to stop doing. You have to do less. You have to trust more and find proof 
that this is real for you. So whatever it is that you're hoping to manifest, you can do one of two things to find proof. You can find someone who has manifested big things in their life and read up on their story to know, okay, they came from A and now they're at B. They did it, so can I. Or find an actual real-life example of someone who is living your reality. You don't have to know them. You can make up a story about someone. I know I do. Um, Emily Schumann, I don't know if you know her from Cupcakes and Cashmere. I love her. I've been following her for like 15 years. And she's an influencer. She used to have a blog. And I feel like we would be best friends. And I feel like I can look at her. And she's a really great representation of the type of person I want to be. And so whenever I'm feeling doubt about myself, I'm like, hey, she gets to live her best life and does all these things. And you know how we always make up the story, especially on social media, that like they're never sad or they never get a zit or they never look ugly or they never have cellulite, whatever, right? None of that's true. (laughs) Maybe for some people, but definitely not for me. So just know that like if you can find the proof, this will help trick your brain while you're waiting, And then also look for clues. Look for things that are working out. Because if 98% of your life is working and 2% isn't, and you focus on the 2%, 100% of your life appears as though it's not working. So what you focus on, you create more of. Wherever your attention is, that is your reality. That is your experience. So if you can shift your perception in that example to the 98% that's working, the 2% will solve itself. I promise you. And last thing, if none of this works, if you're like, I can't let go, I can't find proof, like these are just lies you're telling yourself. So I just want to let you know that. I know they feel really real, but distract yourself. Watch a movie, call a friend, go on vacation. I can't tell you how many times realtors, when they go on vacation, either get a client or they open up an escrow. Like it happens all the time. It's like a running joke in the industry. And I come forward. I'm like, it's because you're in alignment with who you really are because you're enjoying yourself. And they're all like, who's this kook du jour? But (laughs) I just like, it's so true. When we just let go and distract ourselves, we can tap back into who we actually are and stop that manic manifesting, trust that it's on the way. And I promise you, I promise you, If you have a desire, you focus on the fact that it's meant for you, you take aligned action, I promise you it will come. So, okay. Next one. Oh, this is kind of tied into that. So I'm acting as if. So this is a big concept in the manifestation world. I've talked about this before. It's kind of like visioning. So if I act as if then my manifestation will come. Okay, well, how do I act as if I'm a millionaire when I'm homeless, when I have $0 in my bank account, when all things are bad, right? That's a dramatic example. But basically the idea is that your 3D physical world that you're living in right now is dramatically different than the one that you desire. You're like, how do I act as if, how can I assume that this is even possible for me when my current experience is so far off from where I want to be. Okay. I, I've i been there. I understand. I want to give you some empathy and let you know that you're still going to make it happen. No matter how far deep in the hole you may think that you are. Okay. 
I promise you. So that's my first thing. I'm going to affirm that for you. If you can't do it for yourself, which I totally understand. The second piece would be, it's so much less about the doing again than it is about the being. And so the objective with acting as if your desire has already arrived when you are homeless, that's, I don't want to use that example anymore because I feel like that maybe it's realistic if you're listening, um, but I would say most cases not. So I want to talk in language that makes sense to you. Let's say low bank account. So you don't have a lot of dollars in your bank account and you're supposed to act as if I'm a millionaire. Okay, well, I have no money to go spend. If I was a millionaire, I would be flying a private jet. I would be having people come to my house to give me a massage. I would buy a multi-million dollar house, et cetera, right? Which I understand. But that's taking action, okay? Now stick with me because there is a line to action, a part of this. But that is doing, okay? That's not necessarily action. That's doing. It's so much more important to act as if from a being energy. So if you have $0 in your bank account, if you were already a millionaire and you knew your money was on your way to you, you knew it existed somewhere and you had $0 in your bank account, what would your energy be about the situation? How would you be? How would you feel? That's really what being is, is showing up in a feeling. You would be confident. You would be sure that it's on the way because you know that it's on the way. You would do things that make you feel good because that's what that version of you would do. You would know that your situation is temporary, that it provided you with contrast to let you know what you don't want. So now you know what you do want. And you might be thinking in your brain, okay, that's all fun and games until my bills come and I can't pay them, which is a very real world problem, right? We're all like, get real. You've probably heard that before. Step into reality. You're not being realistic. Realistic is, to me, negative thoughts that multiple people agree along, agree with. There's very few, I've never in my life heard anyone say, get realistic, and it was towards a positive thought. It's just negative fear-based thoughts, right? But I want you to think about, if you're worried about your bills, if you're acting as if, has it always worked out? In the end, have you always been taken care of financially? I'm guessing if you're listening to this, it has. So remember that. Know that if it's happened before, it will happen again. And also know that you're always supported. I promise you, this is kind of a leap and the net will appear scenario. Because when you let go and you trust and you allow and you know, you know with a thousand percent certainty that your financial abundance is on the way, it shows up. And that's simple. That concept is simple, but it's not easy and it can be very uncomfortable. But when you can recognize that you've always been supported in the past and then acting as if from the energy, from the feeling of the abundant millionaire version of you, acting with that energy, your desires will show up. So this, another example of this, let's go into a relationship. So if you're currently in a really terrible relationship, you don't like your partner, you're like, okay, 
I'm letting go of my old partner because you have to let go of what isn't working in order to make space for what is working. That's extremely important. So you let go of this partner and you're like, okay, now I'm alone. How am I supposed to attract the right partner? First, I think you should ask, why do I want a partner? Is it because I'm afraid of being alone? Do I feel like I'm not enough? Do I feel like I'm not worthy of love and I need to prove that to myself? Because once you dive into those questions, they're so inquisitive. And 99% of the time, the reason we attract all the time, actually, it's an unfortunate thing to learn in here because I've been there again. That's why I'm able to talk about this stuff is you attract what you are, not what you want. So if you don't respect yourself, if you don't treat yourself with kindness, if you don't have grace for yourself, that's the type of person you will attract. They won't respect you. They won't have grace for you, etc. So when you can work on having that loving relationship and loving yourself first, acting as if you're in a loving relationship with yourself, you will then attract a loving, respectful partner. So acting as if is such a valuable exercise. Um, This alongside with visioning your desires allows you to really tap into that feeling, that energy, because we're all chasing a feeling. Every desire is really, the reason we're doing it is because we think we'll feel different once we receive it. Okay. So that was the third question. Let's do the fourth one. Oh, this one's kind of not a manifestation, so I'm going to talk about it. How do I break into a field when there's so much competition? Um, so I was probably number 19,000 in realtors in San Diego when I first started almost six years ago. And yeah, I that was not a thing, the competition piece of it, just because at the time I was a hustler. So I was like, I can out hustle anybody, which is terrible. Um, if that's your value proposition, there's always going to be somebody that can work harder than you. Um, but one thing that is 1000% true, if you want to be a coach, if you want to be a service provider and there's competition in your field, you must know that you are the only you there is and you're the only you there ever will be. There are millions of podcasts. There are millions of spiritual podcasts and some that get way more downloads than mine, which is totally awesome because let's all share the message. I'm down with that 100%. But no one can share things the way that I can share things. And the way in which I share it might be the exact way you need to receive the information because why else would I be guided to do this? Like I feel so passionate about recording these podcasts. Another example, I feel so passionate about being a realtor There's a zillion realtors, especially like in the country. It's insane. But the way in which I run my business is completely unique to me. The clients I'm looking for are looking for me too. So if you feel within your heart the desire to do anything, do not let competition be the thing that drowns you out from like proving that to yourself or moving forward. Do not let that happen. Competition is an opportunity for you to look at what you like about that person how what they're doing is reflective of what you want to do, how what they're doing is not reflective of what you want to do. It's all a learning. That's why we have all these examples around us so we can identify, okay, that, I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't like that. It's like cherry picking. 
Your only competition is you. We're all so freaking unique. There's no way we should be competing against one another. It's all an illusion from that standpoint because we really don't know. You don't know. What defines someone as good versus bad is all opinion-based and it's always changing. So if you're just using the variable of like financial success, okay, that's one variable, but what if they hate their lives, right? You have to look at what does success look like for me? I'm gonna show up in that way and know that I'm the only me there is and ever will be that the universe placed me here, gave me universal marching orders that are my intuition. And when I'm in alignment and I take that action, I am here to make a change. So just remember that if you're feeling a little stressed about competition. I hope that was helpful. Um, Okay, this one. I'm overwhelmed and burned out. I know I need to change, but how? This question might seem so big and the answers are so simple, <laughs> but when you're in this state, you're like, yeah, okay, I've heard all that before. Give me, give me the actual thing that I'm supposed to do, if you will, right? Add another item to my to-do list because you're in this frantic space. It's again, like two different languages. Your head speaks, let's say in Spanish and your heart speaks in English. They can't communicate to one another they're two different channels. And so when you're in your head, you're caught up in the doing, in the masculine, perhaps, you're feeling overwhelmed. These simple exercises feel very out of reach. They feel like I don't have time for that. They feel like that's not going to work for me. And I promise you, they will. So slow down, block out your calendar, stop and rest. We literally have a built-in system of overwhelm when we're taking on more than we can handle. We're never given more than we can handle. There's always enough time to accomplish what is necessary. You are taking on too much if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're assuming that you're going to get it all done. We'll never get it all done. That's the whole point of living and being here is there's always more to experience, more to do, right? Let's just take it down to your to-do list. You could always add more things to your to-do list. So if you're never going to get it done, why not enjoy the process along the way? And we have this lovely built-in system that says, yo, yo, doing too much. If you don't slow down soon, I'm going to have to slap you with some dis-ease so that you slow down over here. But we use that as like, we generally take are overwhelmed and we're like, okay, I need to figure out how to get more done or I need to push myself past exhaustion in order to accomplish my to-do list. Like that thought, like think of that thought, separate yourself and observe that thought. Because when you can separate yourself and become the observer of these fear-based thoughts, they are clearer. Like, does it really make sense that we were put on this earth to cross off a to-do list and feel like shit? No, that seems ridiculous. Well, I have so much to do. No, you don't. Look at your list. First, stop. Don't do anything. <laughs> stop doing everything. Go watch Housewives or like read a book or fall asleep. Go take a nap, take a bath. Do the least amount of activity that you possibly can. Come back look at the to-do list, 
and you will recognize that either not all of it needs to be done at all or that only two items are actually urgent or that none of it is and that you were just caught up in the moment, caught up in your head, not listening to your heart, not listening to your body and you just needed to slow down a bit. And that sign of overwhelm, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, check yourself and be like, yo, I'm taking on too much. And it could even be like fun social things like going to dinners with friends, going to yoga. Like it could be things that are meant to be supportive. But if you're not resting, you're not taking space and time for yourself, you're not slowing it down, those things can feel like a chore. It's all about your intention behind doing them. Am I doing them because I feel like I should? Or am I doing them because I want to and it's going to nourish me and make me feel good? Okay. And then I think there was one more. Oh, okay. Last and final. Um, this one has to do with manifesting as well. So when I first started manifesting, a lot of good occurred. And now bad things are happening. How do I keep the faith and what am I doing wrong? Okay. So when you first learn about manifestation, there's 90 billion things that are waiting to show up at your doorstep. And it's so fresh and awesome and feels so good because you're like, oh my gosh, I just learned this vision practice. I just learned to meditate or whatever the spiritual concept is that just came knocking at your door. It's life-changing. At least it was for me from where I was. I was like, holy shit, I'm connected to my highest self. I feel like I'm on drugs. This is amazing. And then everything started, in my perspective at the time, falling apart. Like clients were leaving, my relationship ended, like all these things that I felt like I didn't have a choice over. And from our perspective, from our point of view, it appears as though things are going wrong. But what's happening is you're shifting your reality to reflect your new energy, your new desires, your new self. And to, like I mentioned before, to bring in the new, you have to make space. And oftentimes what is required is you remove the old. And this is really hard. And it feels like the universe is not on your side. It feels like things are going wrong. But when you can continue to trust, you can continue to have the faith, and know that this is not a meaningless world, that the universe always has your back, that every challenge is an opportunity for you to love yourself more and to recognize the power that you hold. If you can keep that glimmer of hope. On the other side, you will look back in hindsight and be so grateful that whatever happened, happened. I've been through quite a bit of challenges in my life, and it has equipped me to be the type of coach I want to be to be the person on the other end of this podcast, sharing what I know with you. And I wouldn't change any of those circumstances, even though they were really challenging, and some still are for me. It makes me human. It's taught me compassion and empathy and grace for myself. I've learned to take back my power. I've learned to be a deliberate creator and to focus on things that bring me joy versus things that don't just tremendous value, just tremendous value. And in hindsight, I'm always able to see, wow, that happened for a reason. 
And I, I feel like we say that a lot, but it really, really does. So if you are in a place right now where it feels like your world is falling down or crumbling all around you, it's because it's being rebuilt. You got to break down the old foundation to build up the new one. And I promise you, you'll make it through. Just sit tight, hold on to the light, do things that make you feel safe and supported and loved. And that is there for you. It's coming. It's going to change for the better. So I hope these questions and answers, you've received something from them today. If you want another episode like this, um, I'd love to know what you might have questions on. So you can uh, message me on Instagram. I'm at Morgan King Real Estate. You can email me, I think, if you just Google my name. I'm a realtor. My information's everywhere. (laughs) So um, thank you, as always, for listening. I wish you all the best. And until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In. And thank you for listening.